0: Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders. Keeping it real with Melody Podcast. Melody is a foreign dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the Awakened Dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome back to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. In today's episode, we will explore how to reclaim your health through alternative healing and other natural approach. Joining us here today is Theresa Bruni. She is a natural healer, a spiritual warrior, an international best-selling author, and a certified coach. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Theresa Bruni.
1: Hello, Theresa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Melody. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you here, Theresa.
0: All right, let's begin with um, with almost two years since the COVID has been introduced, and with the variants, and every single day we're just bombarded with talks uh, like that with the pandemic and whatnot what do you think in terms of uh, your expertise? Where does it lie in this whole thing, in this whole thing that's going on in our world today?
1: Well, I think the biggest challenge for people has been fear. So, and we are almost at two years. The pandemic, you know, was officially announced here in the United States in March of 2019. So we're almost at two years. And the world went into a panic right. and we were gripped by fear. And that becomes the biggest challenge because fear depletes our immune system. Ooh. Hmm. And when we're in fear or otherwise known as our survival mechanism, fight or flight, it shuts down our immune system and it also turns off our ability to heal. So all of this fear Fear has been so toxic for people. I think we are finally turning a corner to where uh, many people are not as fearful anymore. Uh, in the past few months, it seems like everyone has gotten either COVID or the variant. We're seeing more and more people surviving. So, so it's no longer you know thought of as an immediate death sentence. It was just horrible in the beginning. It really was. You know what? It says a lot about um, I guess society or human
0: beings. After a while, yes, maybe they're gonna feed majority with would, would uh feed to the narrative, right? But after a while there comes a point where you're just freaking tired. And I think that's what we're seeing, even with the uprising, you know, from from all parts of uh the globe where people are just tired, fed up and are not you know listening or participating uh in this narrative so it's a shift that that we're seeing i guess
1: after 2 years you know that's that's what happens right yes and for the for the listeners that are interested in this this is a big year astrologically okay so we're moving into the age of aquarius and so for anyone who's interested in that there's a lot of energetic movement happening On the planet, Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of the shift of what we're feeling right now as well. So, for anyone who's been feeling uh, fatigued over the past few weeks, this could be part of part of the problem. Is this huge energetic shift? There's an awakening happening right now, and just as you were just saying a moment ago, people are tired. They're done. They don't want to buy into the narrative anymore. We want our freedoms back. Oh, totally. I think it was uh, Elon Musk um, that posted something
0: about if you put that much fear to uh, the masses, right? After a while, you know, there is like a clear formula for, for the authorities to just really, really not even force them to comply. It is actually them really just voluntarily surrendering because of, yeah. as you said, the fear, right? So, yeah. It's one of their their
1: arsenal uh, to put everyone uh, in check. Yes, yes. And I saw a fascinating video uh, just the other night about uh, psychological experiments that they were running with rats. And if you put one rat in a cage and um, subject that rat to constant electrical pings, the rat does not survive very well. But because it's isolated, but if you put another rat in the cage, they tend to do a little bit better okay and so that's what what has happened is we've become we've been forced to isolate and so we don't have our communities to lean on and it has make made the effect of this that much worse you know the um the suicide rate has skyrocketed the drug rate I mean uh, people are just depressed. They're at wit's end. They don't know what to do any longer. So it's time. It's time for us to shift all of this and flip it. And we see it happening all over the world. As you and I are recording this, there are freedom protests. Uh, let me rephrase that. There are actually freedom rallies. There are freedom rallies happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. So that's really, uh, the signs of the times,
0: right? <laughs> Where we would think maybe three months, six months. After six months, we were thinking, hmm, it, it should be done by now, right? And now we're on our second year. So uh, it's just being prolonged, uh, necessarily. However, however, um, was it last week? They're now talking about endemic, uh, strategy. Yeah. So, so hopefully that's, uh, we're seeing the tail end, uh, of this, right? And having that herd immunity, uh, or whatnot. Teresa, with your profession, have you seen consumers or people who are interested that are more open now
1: to, to holistic and natural healing yeah. compared to maybe years ago? Oh, yes, the tide is definitely changing with that as well. Uh, One thing that that we're learning, and it's one of the benefits that's coming out of this entire pandemic, is that uh, science isn't always honest with us. So we're told, take the vaccine, you won't get the virus. But people did anyway. And (laughs) And then you had to take the booster and so on and so forth. Wear the mask, don't wear the mask. So prior to the pandemic, one of the biggest challenges in my practice was to convince people that they have the power to heal. And I always recommend that we take the best of what Western medicine has to offer us. Right. But we also need to take our power back. Over the years, Western medicine has convinced us that we cannot heal without them. So now with all that's happened over the past two years, people are going, wait a minute. You don't know what you're doing. (laughs) You first, you tell me to wear a mask. Then you tell me not to wear a mask. Then you tell me to wear two masks and, and, you know, stay in, don't stay in, go out and back and forth and back and forth. So, so people are ready now to, to look toward alternative therapies and they know now, we know now that core morbidities such as obesity make you more susceptible to catching not only catching the virus but uh not recovering from it Hmm. so people are waking up to the fact that they have to take responsibility for their health right right so in
0: terms of um your field right and how it's tied in to what a lot of people are are very interested in terms of a, boosting immunity and B, longevity, how to prolong life, quality of life. Uh, how does your field assist in that uh, interest that we're seeing now?
1: So I have specific techniques that I teach my clients who are struggling with chronic health conditions and a big part of your health and your longevity and your aging process has to do with mindset. So as, as you know, in another week and a half, I'll be turning 65 years old. And no one can people, ever guess that, Teresa.
0: <laughs>
1: you look people, amazing. <laughs> people, it's funny. You know, I have to tell you, it's funny because when I'm out in public at, and if the, if the conversation comes up, I don't lie about my age and people will say to me, no, can't be, you're lying. And and I laugh because I say, well, if I was going to lie, don't you think I would go the other way? <laughs> 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 don't you think I would tell you I was 45 instead of 65? And, and <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, and so people ask me, how do you do it? Right. And The answer is I expect my body to perform well and I expect my body to age well. So a lot of it's mindset Um, going back to what we discussed at the very beginning, fear, fear is nothing but stress in a different package and stress will age you and stress will, as I mentioned be- before, deplete your immune system and turn off the healing response. So if your healing response is turned off, so is your quality of life, mm-hmm. so is your aging process, and so is your healing process. I, I agree
0: with you 100% on, on the on the mindset part. It truly makes a huge difference. Even people that are apparently... In ICU, right? Uh, in their deathbed, whoever has a different mindset of, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to be okay. La, la, la. My body is going to recover. They actually, there's a, a higher percentage of those patients that are actually, um, able to recover from, from that, uh, type of, um, crucial, uh, illness, right? So, so mindset. I was just actually reading a book by, uh, Genevieve, um, Baran, and, uh, she said that there's this quote from her mentor, uh, about again, the mind and how the mind is the center of divine creation. And by virtue of it being divine, therefore, A, it's limitless, B, it's Almighty, it's strong and and what have you. That's really the makeup of who we really are. And people have just digressed uh, uh, from from that thought. But reminding oneself and really having that affirmation and, and belief, you know, mastery of that of that belief that uh, that your mind is the center of, of divine creation. I, I like that. Point. It uh, is, it
1: wow. is. And, and as you know, my story, I was chronically ill for a decade. And, um, so I get what it's like to be stuck. And I did what most people do. I handed my health over to Western medicine for seven years, expecting them to get me well. And it didn't happen. So. I learned a lot on that journey and I would use my mind every single day. I would do uh, visualizations. I would think about, you know, what would, what will my life look like and feel like when I'm recovered? Wow. Because yes. the mind is so powerful. And unfortunately, In today's healthcare system, doctors don't have the time to spend with you. They There are a lot of wonderful doctors out there, but they are on a strict schedule and they don't have the time to treat the person inside the patient so that's where alternative therapies come in and i can't say enough about the mind and you know i i i know i i know i can almost hear them there are listeners out there going yeah but you don't understand my circumstances you know i it's i can't th- you know life is just not working out for me and i can't see any way out of this trust me i get it been there done that so, yeah.
0: so over a decade of, of going through that and, and you attribute, uh, visualization as part of, um, that really helped you with your healing process. You also talked about, um, unresolved, unresolved, uh, traumas or emotions. So aside from maybe visualization, what are the other tips that you could share with our listeners out there?
1: Well, one of the easiest ones is laughter. So we we actually have scientific research that proves 10 minutes of laughter, and I mean deep belly laughter, okay? Not just watching a sitcom, not just some giggles, but some really good belly laughs. 10 minutes a day will boost your immune system for 24 hours. So, you know, I want people to understand that don't look at this like mission impossible. Oh, my God, I have to turn into a happy person, but I don't feel well and I have body aches and this is wrong and my finances are suffering because when you are chronically ill, chances are the rest of your life isn't looking too good either. Okay. So um so just get those laughs in every day. Practice gratitude. We know the power of gratitude. That's been talked about mm-hmm. in, for eons. Um, then the basis of my practice is that the body is the messenger. So what we do, what I do in my practice, uh, we look at your symptoms. And we analyze your symptoms, and we figure out what the messages are that your body is sending you, and we deal with that. Now, there's a fantastic book uh, by Bessel van der Kolk. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. It's a 16-hour audiobook. I do audiobooks, so it was a 16-hour audiobook. I in, I bought the book to understand trauma better, uh, to work with a particular client. And when I began to listen to the book, Dr. Van they call him the godfather of trauma. He's been studying trauma since the Vietnam War. But in the book, he talks about that trauma, not including military trauma. So we're just going to take all the military trauma and we're going to set that aside. Trauma, everyday trauma in the United States is at epidemic proportions. And what happens is that unresolved trauma gets stuck in the body and we need to have a way to release it. And when we release that trauma, we're actually allowing the body to heal. So it's fascinating. I just had a session with a client in the last couple of weeks who suffered a lot of childhood sexual abuse. And as we were going through the the healing work, she was talking about how she would be, uh, she would wake up at night with pain in her solar plexus area. And so that's where her body had stored all this sexual trauma from childhood. And once we addressed that and got that cleared out, the symptoms went away. So your body is so super intelligent. It wants to communicate with you. Uh, as a
0: matter of fact, uh, with um, with holistic healing, I truly believe that the best pharmacy in the world is actually inside your body. Your body has the best ability <laughs> to, to, to cure itself. And then uh, just... Kind of touching on what you said about laughter, maybe that's why they say it's the best medicine. I think you have a book about resilience, uh, the resilience journal, right Yes, and just to tie it in with with laughter, they're saying that joy collected through the years fuel resilience, so it's all it's all tied tied in right So you said uh, laughter, you said visualization. You also mentioned gratitude, yes, I think uh, when you do when you do all that, it truly releases all
1: these um, helpful parts that are just going to help you with a healing right yes, and uh, healing does require a well rounded approach, so we want to make sure we 're taking care of ourselves nutritionally. We want to make sure that we're getting movement and that can be difficult for a lot of people. Uh, but you can get what I call passive exercise. So have a massage therapist come in or, or a physical therapist come in, someone who can move your body because the, our, our blood circulates. The nutrition and the oxygen through our body. So if you're not moving, you're turning off another part of your ability to heal because you can't get the nutrients and the, and the oxygen to the cells that need it. So make no mistake, healing requires a very well rounded approach. And when I work with clients, I make sure that they are addressing all these items. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, I, that's
0: why it's holistic, holistic with an H and WH for being holy. That's exactly <laughs> <you're> right. Mind, <laughs> mind, body, spirit have to be um, have to be healed simultaneously. You can't just uh,
1: heal one part and let the other part decay, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if your spirit is happy, your body's going to be happy. That's right. So you talked
0: about so so mind, body, spirit, and you have also a book on. The unsinkable, the unsinkable soul, right? It's um, yes. from
1: from fear to fabulous. Yes, um, so so the unsinkable soul was a co-author project. There were twenty-two authors in the book, and we all told our personal stories of overcoming defeat. And so mine was an, it, mine was titled "From Fear to Fabulous," and it it talked about how my childhood traumas unresolved childhood traumas walked me right into an abusive marriage (laughs) and which happens to so many people and as I was breaking out of that marriage that's when my body started to to break down my body had my body was saying enough you need to handle this okay and that goes back
0: to what you're saying on
1: uh, listening listening to to your body yeah But see, I didn't know. I mean, I've been recovered for 20, over 20 years. And so I didn't know back then. I actually, I taught myself, you know, I, I, it was a journey that I went on alone to find my way back to health. And that's why I feel qualified to teach others because, you know, I learned it the hard way. It kind of like, uh, building the first airplane and learning to fly. Right. So anyway, um, the unsinkable soul from fear to fabulous tells my story about, uh, going from all of that trauma back to full health. And I've, as I mentioned, I've been recovered for over 20 years. That's wonderful, um, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hardly ever get sick. Yeah. So uh, the other book is about
0: uh, stress. So it's a nurse's pocket guide for stress, uh, relief techniques. So if there's, um, And I'm, there's quite a few and some I know personally that are, that are, um, avid, uh, listener to our program. So, so nurses out there, and as we know, they work crazy hours and and whatnot. And this pocketbook is pretty much written for them and for those that are, um, having this chronic stress issue. So what would be some of your, um, tips to help them?
1: So first of all, I learned through my journey that nurses are the most wonderful people. I have such admiration for them because they are the connector between the patient and the doctor. So when the doctor's running out the room to see his next patient, the nurse is the one that you can say, what did he say? I didn't understand. Okay. Okay. Uh, nurses have what I call in my practice, caregiver energy. They have a lot of caregiver energy. Most of them are women, but not all. Right. We have male nurses. Uh, so typically, if you take a female nurse, she is uh, most likely, well, we know she's someone's daughter, okay? <laughs> she's probably uh, a wife. Uh, she might be a mother, a grandmother, she might be a caregiver to her elderly parents. And then she's got this job that is high pace. It can be high stress. And so these people, they're, they're little angels in disguise, and they usually put themselves last on the, I need to take care of myself list. So I I wrote this book um, as part of a program that I did at at our local hospital for the nurse leaders to help them pay attention to their to their own signals and to give them some techniques to sh- both shield themselves from negative energy and mm-hmm. to cleanse their energy and to restore their energy.
0: So, so how 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 would they do that?
1: Oh, there's just a whole host of ways. The top three that you think would be. uh, Well, again, laughter, you know, when you get off of work, get that laughter in. Uh, Treat yourself special. Okay. Uh, So here's what happens, Melody. We, as human beings, we train people how to treat us. And when you have a lot of caregiver energy, people will feed right into that. And they know all they have to do is ask you to do something, and you and you'll do it for them. And because you've trained That's them. That. If you think about your kids, your kids know. If you have young children, they know how to push your buttons. They know uh-huh. how to get what they want. If they say please and they put that little cute little face on, uh-huh. you just kind of melt and you do. Like, I
0: love you, mommy. <laughs> yeah, just, just
1: despite it. the fact that. What maybe, is it that you want? <laughs> You know, and and maybe you just put in uh, a 12 hour shift at the hospital and you're exhausted. So and maybe your partner does the same thing. Again, we train people how to treat us. So one step is to develop healthy boundaries, start retraining people you know, where your boundaries are, what's acceptable and what's not. You deserve a break. You deserve the time to take your coat off when you come in the house before people start putting their demands on you. You deserve the luxury of a a hot bath, a hot bubble bath, uh, or some time to meditate. Um, So there's all kinds of techniques in the book uh, to help you know, guard your guard your energy, protect your energy, clean your energy, and to take care of yourself first and foremost. They talk
0: about also uh, journaling, and even have a book. I think it's um, yeah, the it's a bestseller, the resilience uh, journal, transcending turbulent turbulent times. So so let's talk about journaling as a part of the therapy right how how does that work and how does that help
1: so the resilience journal was inspired by the pandemic and was actually published in April of 2019, because I knew it was a time that people needed to find a way to support themselves. A lot of people were, were, you know, locked in. We were we were in lockdown. We couldn't go out. We couldn't spend time with friends and family, especially elderly people felt cut off. Mm-hmm. And uh, journaling is a great tool because your journal can literally be your best friend. You can write anything in your journal. and it's it's strictly yours it just doesn't talk back to you right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it'll just agree with what you say (laughs) exactly it it'll allow you to pour your pour your heart out and Mm -hmm. and so I actually I have the resilience journal right here right here on my desk it is nice This was my copy that I was using during the pandemic. And I'll tell you, it was very helpful. So what the journal does here is it has, it has nine categories that I ask people to pay attention to every single day in order to stay resilient. And there's a scale in there. And you, so you, you rate yourself on a scale from one to 10. One being, I didn't do very well at all. And 10 being, I did really well. And the categories are health. So did I take care of my health? Did I exercise? Did I eat properly? Fun and enjoyment. So that's where the laughter would come in. Um, community. And so even if you can't get out, you can call a friend. Um, gratitude. Spirituality. Did you meditate or pray? Contribution. So give back somehow. Again, I keep going back to the elderly. So many elderly people shut in, call, call an elderly person or uh, offer to take them to the store do something for your community, give back. And then the last one is rest and sleep because in order to stay resilient, you have to get proper rest and sleep. And so there's a page for that every day. And then there's a page to journal your thoughts. And you could journal, you could actually use this journal to record current events or your deepest thoughts. And it's inspired by Anne Frank. I have a great quote from her in the beginning of the book. And it reads, I can shake off everything as I write. My sorrows disappear. My courage is reborn. Mm -hmm. Anne Frank. So what she was doing basically is she was using her journal to find her strength inside. And that's what helped to keep her going. Um, So that's what the Resilience Journal is all about. Transcending turbulent times through journaling. Now, it's not just for the pandemic. It's for any life crisis that a person might be going through. Divorce, loss of a loved one, chronic illness, uh, financial challenges. I mean, you know, let's face it. Life has some pretty big bumps.
0: Challenges. Yeah. So what, I've, what I'm what i hearing, uh, Teresa, is... Um, you know, it's definitely on a lot of social media in terms of the hashtag self care. But, uh, if one could just be, uh, in tune with that self care, taking care of yourself, you know, as you said, meditation, mindfulness, massage, get your, your massages for, for circulation and relaxation, eating the right food, right? Uh, so taking care and being mindful of what you put in your body, um, exercise, uh, Having that uh, moment of pausing uh, to, to express gratitude, laugh, uh, those would be the ingredients to, to help, right?
1: Without popping another pill in your mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I'd love to talk about that just for a minute. With Western medicine, the practice is, you know, Let's mask the symptom. So let's say you go to the doctor and you have migraine headaches. More than likely, they're going to give you a pill to mask the symptoms. And we as patients, we've become to expect those pills. We think that, you know, healing is kind of magical through a pill and it doesn't work that way. Um, you have you really do have to get to the underlying issues if you want to, to cure, cure. Mm-hmm. The, the problem, right? And not just mask it. So, and it all goes back, again, it all goes back to the original conversation of fear. And anxiety is so high. Anxiety was at epidemic proportions prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's only gotten worse now. So when that's happening, it's hard. You know, watch your diet because you're running around like crazy. You don't. You say to yourself, "I don't have time to eat right. I have to get to the next appointment, or you know, or I have to pick up the kids, or I have to do this." And and so once that fear and anxiety takes a grip, gets its grip on you, then it's really hard for us to manage any of the rest of this. To the tune of 190 billion dollars uh, is apparently
0: the annual cost to just treat. Stress related type of disease, and around 120,000, I think, was uh, what the American Institute of Stress has released in terms of the annual death from from stress. So that's a, that's a staggering uh, number uh, out there. So knowing that there's more to the solution, and thinking, do you really want short term cure uh, remedy, or do you want long term? And from there, you look at all the options that are are out there, right, Teresa?
1: The question that I would really ask myself is what kind of quality of life do I want? Because it all starts there. Health is the number one component, the key component to quality of life. I agree. And if you don't have health, then it's going to be, nearly impossible to achieve any of your other goals. To be said, uh, one of our final questions here, as a coach,
0: right, um, you also talked on um, ways to sabotage your success. Uh, You want to maybe share with our audience, what
1: to then not do (laughs) so you're not sabotaging your own success? So, uh, interestingly, I was having a conversation with someone just yesterday about imposter syndrome. So for, (laughs) so for, uh, so for a lot of the corporate people out there, you might recognize imposter syndrome. And so that plays right into your question. How do we sabotage our success? One way is we care too much about what other people think of us. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we don't believe in ourselves. And that comes from a lifetime of conditioning. When we're growing up, we're told, don't brag, it's not polite, you know, and we're given all these messages where, where we're taught to stand in the shadow, when in reality, we have this bright light that the world wants to see, but we tone ourselves down, we dim our light because we don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. So those are a couple of the ways that, that we sabotage our own success.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also part of, uh, of growing up, you know, as, uh, being young, being a teenager, young adults, there's a lot of looking at outside and using that as a meter to, to see a your value or your worth. But, um, there's a quote from, uh, from, from Dr. Seuss <laughs> about, um, you know, everything is mind over matter. I don't mind. You don't matter. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta, you know, think of what serves Teresa, what serves you, what serves you as a listener, right? Yeah. Um, before you jump out of, out of you, and and mind what they're saying, what is it really, truly that resonates with you, and you honor you, you know, you honor your, yourself, the divinity uh, in you.
1: <laughs> yes. And realizing that we all have our talents and, and we all have our skills. So, and that's what makes the world go round. And um, so when we can recognize our own skills and abilities and know that we are unique and we are special and we bring something special to the world. And most of us don't realize that. we uh-huh. Because when something comes easy to us, So we'll take, I'll use myself as an example. Helping people to heal comes easily to me. And oftentimes we say, well, that's not a gift because it's easy. Well, yeah, those things that come easy to you, those are your gifts. Right, right, right. I think I I read
0: somewhere uh, to find out if you're a natural, natural healer. A, it's like you're an empath, you know, you kind of could already feel, uh, you're in tune with nature. Perhaps you're an introvert and being intuitive are kind of those signals that perhaps, perhaps you are, perhaps you, the listener, uh, if you're one of those that could identify to those that you could be, uh, natural, uh, healers, right? You talked about unique. What is, uh, your unique? Selling proposition as a coach, because as we know, coach, you know, there's kind of a coach for almost anything and everything now, right. and it's one of the the um, fastest growing uh, industry, you know, out there globally. Um, so, what makes your practice unique, Teresa?
1: Well, that would be me and <laughs> and right. my unique, and, and you know, my see now now. That almost didn't feel good because that's what we do. We're always afraid to shine the light on ourselves, but I am highly intuitive. So when I am working with clients, because I am empathic, like you were just talking about, and and I'm also highly intuitive, I can feel and sense things. And I'm also an intuitive listener. So not only do I hear what my clients are saying, I also hear what they're not saying. Ooh. And I can help to guide them. (laughs) powerful. Yeah. I love when my clients have a breakthrough. It's so powerful. So that's what makes me unique in my practice. I don't call myself a coach because I consider coaching to be one of my skills. Coaching is an awesome skill. Anyone who is trained as a coach knows that it is an awesome skill. So I prefer to call myself a healer Mind, body, spirit healer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's really where my skills are. Oh, another trait I, I
0: remember is uh, one sign that you could also be a natural healer is uh, if you if you shy away from a religion but you're highly spiritual. Yeah, right. Uh, so I think with you, there's also there's that natural healing expertise as well as you know having your own. Journey that people can then maybe, um, relate more, uh, to you. Plus, um, you, you talked about, you know, astrology. I mean, all these types of, uh, of studies out there that you could actually, uh, use to help people, you know, different strokes for different folks, right? Theresa.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's a, when, when clients come into my practice, I treat each one as and as the individual that they are. Uh-huh. So let's say for example I'm going to recommend some alternative therapies. If you have a fear of needles I'm definitely not going to recommend acupuncture, right? <laughs> <laughs> or a vitamin drip, IV drip. <laughs> right. Right. So uh and you know those those vitamin IV drips are really good. Right. Um, <laughs> So I take each individual. So when a client comes into my practice, we look at them as the individual that they are, as the person that they are inside. And that's something that our medical system just doesn't have time to do. So for anyone who is suffering with chronic health condition, I highly recommend that you get a counselor uh, or a therapist or a coach because you really need that support. I'm not ashamed to say that I had a therapist with me throughout my journey. And when I look back, I, I realized that our, our work was slow to, to make solid breakthroughs. However, I was so grateful that therapist was like my journal. Okay. I would go every week and just be able to say anything. I would be able to talk about my deepest thoughts and beliefs and Sometimes medical science overlooks providing us with that support. So for anyone who's listening who does have a chronic health condition, find someone to be by your side on this journey. It'll help a lot. So, so you know, it takes a village, I think, you know, for... For any
0: anything to to really work, you could do solo and just kind of do one path or one route, but having a team having a team with their own unique right with their own specialty uh, and just tarnishing all their um all what they could offer right so if you're a pharmacist, you have that that specialty if you're a masseuse of course you have you know, nutries, et cetera having that team that you could um use utilize for your own self care right <laughs> so uh, i guess just having an open mind i think is is key here yeah. right uh and not just say you know what yeah dr dr smith said this and dr smith's word is the bible so really having that open mind to see what's out there to see what the alternatives are out there right Teresa? absolutely Absolutely. So, for our listeners out there who want to learn more about what you do, your books, your coaching, um, how could they
1: reach you, Teresa? The easiest way to reach me is through my website, and it is my name, teresabruni.com. And there is just a plethora of information out there. There are free resources. Uh, There's a free 38 page e course, Understanding the Messages from your body. So that'll give you kind of like a a little starting guide Mm. of how to start listening to your body and and interpreting what your body's trying to tell you. Um, There are visualizations, there's lots of reading material. Uh, I have my uh, my blog out there, which is filled with information my books are on my website, and for anyone who would like to get more information about working with me, they can request a discovery session. There's no charge for that, and we just uh, we come together just like this, and we have an informal conversation about what's possible. Now, uh, Melody, I'd like to share with your audience why I do that. I was undiagnosed for two full years. And as I went from doctor to doctor trying to figure out what was wrong with me, what I learned was you cannot interview a doctor. You have to schedule an appointment, be seen, and pay. And I paid a lot of doctors who I knew I was never going to allow to treat me. Now, you know, a $500 an hour attorney will give you a consultation at no charge. But a doctor will not. Most no. will not. Some alternative practitioners may. It's not fair to lump everybody into, the, into one basket. But that's why I give that discovery session because I want to give people the opportunity to meet me and talk to me and ask questions because when they make the commitment to work with me, I want them to be solid in that commitment. You know,
0: that just reminds me and come to think of it, what you're saying about you really can't um, have that discovery <laughs> with a doctor. This is your doctor. This is it. Uh, this is a specialist. You go there and and there you go. You're you're with that specialist. However, let me take that further. And I know we have to wrap up in a few. During the time that I told you I was, you know, under the weather and just like you, I wasn't comfortable to go to, uh, to a hospital or an urgent care. So, um, my, my insurance has that, uh, it's called TeleDoc, where you use your, your phone and you FaceTime and, and what have you. It's quite efficient, uh, because it was, it was quite, you know, what didn't take long. I, I signed, signed in, da, da, da. And right away he was able to give a, a prescription. <laughs> well, that was maybe what? Freaking five, ten minutes. I mean, it it helped for me not to to fall in line, wait for the doctor, so on and so forth. It gave me that instant gratification of having doctor. I mean, he was in scrubs and and whatnot. So you just assume and you're just expected (laughs) to believe that he is of authority to, to give me what is it really that I need? So I took it, I took the the prescriptions, but um, I don't know if it really made me better. <laughs> uh, this wraps up our show, uh, Theresa. Uh, I'm wishing you continued success. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be here. And for all the dreamers out there, keep believing you got this till next time.